the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It does get better. I keep telling you, has it gotten better since we chatted or even when you emailed me at Lorraine Carroll, right? Yeah, write it down. I had a lady say, you you talk too fast. I was like, really? I said, okay, I'll do it in slow motion just for you. Met her at that cat lady's fair. Yeah, it was really fun. Nonetheless, was that a promo for her? Well, let me explain. Sometimes when you meet people in places where you had one agenda, one purpose in mind, you end up probably, possibly, usually, if you're open, pay attention, listen, you're usually going to either bless someone or be blessed. In this case, I was the blessed one because the lady was like, I really want to hear your show. I don't know how to podcast. I said, it's okay. So I just taught her on the spot. Podcasting is a thing of the 21st century. And I keep telling everybody, if you don't know how, if you have a grandchild, niece or nephew, and they're under 30, they will be glad to show you. For them, it's kind of like how we used to have to get up and turn on the well, my great-grandfather used to call it the box. So <laughs> nonetheless, get up and turn on the TV, and we'd have to push buttons and turn knobs. And just as easily as we did that, young people today can show you how to pull up a podcast right on your phone. So here at KPRZ, we have podcasts right here for you to listen to on our website, kprz.com. Just go to it. Hit local shows. That's what I tell everybody. I'm a local. I'm a native of San Diego, by the way. It's so easy. Go right to it. And then when you pull up local shows, you just scroll down. There I am, carrying the burden. A lot of times people look for my name, Lorraine Carroll, and they're like, I look for you. I said, like, it'll come up. Are you sure you looked for me? Were you in the right place? Were you on KPRZ.com? And they're like, oh, I get it. K Brace. Yeah, you get the call letters now. Okay. So check it out. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com is the email address. So if you've been looking for my show somewhere online called connect at LorraineCarroll.com, you're mixing up concepts. That's the email address where you send me those great encouraging emails. I really appreciate them, by the way. But connect at Lorraine Carroll's where you shoot me a question. Hey, I've got some troubles. I need help. What do I do with this, that, the other? That's where you email me and say, I've got this daddy's 93, etc. And the best part is sometimes I get encouragement where people say, I've got a dad. He's 93 and he's driving. He sees well. He exercises. Then I'm encouraged. Because those people are the ones that are trying to do what I've been telling everyone that listens to carrying the burden that we all have to do, and that's share and care. Now, a lot of people walk around, well, seemingly apathetic, but you don't know if someone doesn't care unless they either tell you, I don't care. I've told you that on this show. People will tell you, or they can show you. How do they show you? That takes a little time. 
Keep listening to the show. In the meantime, though, what you do want to do is listen to the people that care, like me. I'm here every Saturday morning, 10.30 a.m. on live radio. It doesn't get any better. But wait, it does. <laughs> Podcasting, that's what makes it better. That's what I told my 80-year-old mom. If you missed it live, no problem. Go to the podcast. And that's why I just wanted to revisit that system of media now. I had to explain to someone, media has changed tremendously over the last 30 years. And you'll never keep up unless you keep up. So keep listening to me, Lorraine Carroll, right here every Saturday, 1030 a.m. on time. So we're here now. What, Lorraine? Get to it. What do you have to say, kid? That's what my Uncle Joe would say. (laughs) He was from New York. He didn't have a lot of patience. I get it. A lot of you don't have patience either, but you will. And that's what the Lord put in my heart today. Look, if you don't have patience, how do you get it? I have yet to see where I can go online and order a patience kit. (laughs) I have yet to see where I can buy patience anywhere in any retail store. If you know where, hey, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Two R's, two L's. I tell everybody, don't forget that second L. In the meantime, I have figured it out, but I figured it out years ago when I was finding out. I prayed so hard, Lord, give me patience. And for those of you that listen regularly, you know where I'm heading. You don't get patience somewhere on a shelf. And when you pray for it, look for it. What does that mean? When you're annoyed, frustrated, irritated, yep. That's called the trying of your faith. Someone getting on your nerves, sitting in traffic, and you're trying to get somewhere, and you seemingly can't move, and you're like, move! Get out the way! Come on! Right. Is that impatience? Probably. More than likely, it's coupled with frustration, irritation, maybe even some anger. All of those produce what? Patience? Yes, actually. Uh, You thought I was going somewhere else, maybe? No, yeah, those things produce patience. See, you're getting concepts mixed up. I had to explain to someone, yeah, love, patience, yeah, that's nice. Those are fruit of the Spirit. So you mean to tell me that God sends me all these irritating situations, people in my life, to cause me to be patient? Ha <laughs> ha, you're catching on. Yes, that's what I learned years ago. It does not fall out of the sky. And when I tell you we had some great weather woo, all week long in San Diego, I'm looking for the rest of the sunny day and the sunny days to come. Yeah, even with these sunshine-filled days here in San Diego, I still can't find patience falling out of the sky. So when I'm in the moment, when I'm in the crisis of the moment in caregiving, I remember my patience is being tried here. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, that one. See, I've got a scripture that says in everything, give thanks, Lorraine, um, because that's what God wants you to do. See, that's called Lorraine translation of the King James. I didn't know that guy. Sorry, I respect your privilege and I do honor who he was. And I appreciate that he did have the Bible translated. But like I told my mom, there are other people that actually translated the Bible, too, after I do my research and uh, maybe figure out if it's pretty authentic based on the research that they did. And I compare it to your version, King James, Mom. Hey, I do my own research, too. And if it's in a language that helps me to understand the concept better, then, Mom, I'm going to go with maybe an NIV. Don't be offended. It's okay. I respect your King James. 
version. Now, for me, when I saw this scripture that said, if you're weak in a crisis, you're just weak. I said, wait a minute. And I almost got offended because my life is full of uh, what? Crisis by crisis by crisis. And then I'm going to make that plural now. Crises. Yes. All the time when you're a caregiver, you can't predict. You can't stop. You can't anticipate. Have a plan. What's that? So if you're stuck right there, you're stuck in neutral as a caregiver. When you give a care, did you catch that? It doesn't matter whether it's your dog. My neighbors pretty much, I would say at least 30% of my neighbors walk their dogs right past my bedroom window. And if they're having a moment, well, what do I do? Do I yell at the dog who can't hear me and I'm not even within their ears? And what do I do? I have to decide in that moment, do I let the dog frustrate me because I was doing something else and now this is a disturbance to me. So now I'm frustrated the dog is having his walk and having a great day. Did you catch all of that? Most times when we're frustrated, it's on us, within us, and nobody else is participating but us. Well, maybe there are demonic forces. There's God, the ultimate greatest force. Yes, God has all power. I know that. But listen, he's given you power in the earth. What are you doing with it? Are you sitting on it? You are when you don't exhibit patience. So patience is one of the ways to exert power. So use it wisely. So here we go. When you have that person, that situation, children, husbands, hey, Diane, I heard you. But yes, you do have to have patience. You can't control things, people, and what's the other one? If you've been listening to Carrying the Burden, you should know by now the third one. Nouns are people, places, and things. Same situation. Take a look at your life. Identify your nouns in your life and say, can I control that person, that thing, that place? So let's start with the place. Work. For me, work is my mom's bedroom. That's the first place. See, I have a job that's multifaceted. So if I were to break down the eight components for you, which I don't have time to do today, but I'll share with you this one. My mom's bedroom alone is just a subset of one of those eight components. That sounds so complicated because it is. When you're a caregiver, you're multifaceted. You have to go in so many directions at one time. Phone is ringing. Mother is calling aloud from her room. And then the TV noise is on and it's irritating because what? There's possibly bad news going on all over the world. And then you've got your own cell phone ringing. And then mom is in a crisis moment. And that's why she's calling out. You anticipate the crisis. But at the same time, you have a business call coming in. What are you supposed to do? Uh, Yeah, patience. That is when you plug in the power cord to patience. Patience is a power source. That's why it's fruit of the spirit. Get it? You benefit from it. It's good for you. Yeah, fruit. You know, your doctor will tell you eat more fruits and vegetables. Of course, because they benefit our body. It's the same thing for our spiritual body. Patience will benefit you in the end. Because I told you, the Bible says, if you're weak in a crisis, then you're just weak to begin with. Yes, I thought about how I survived COVID. So did you, if you're listening, you survived it too. If you were born and around, yes, 
I think we've forgotten so quickly. I had to have a grace space and say, wow, look at how life has just come back together so easily, so well, so functionally. I said, thank you, Lord. I survived COVID. I forgot. Let me give you some honor for that. I didn't lose my mind. A lot of people did. And my heart is still in grievance for the people that I know. And when I tell you they lost their mind, I'm not kidding. They had to find other means and ways. So their sourcing might have been one of those 37% increases of sales in the liquor department. Yeah, because it's not just a liquor store anymore. I told you that. It's in the grocery stores. It's on the corner market, corner store, convenience store. Yeah, there's liquor to be purchased, to ease your anxiety, help you relax. Well, Lorraine, the Bible says there's nothing wrong with some wine. It's good for the stomach. I didn't say there's anything wrong with wine. But what I am saying is when you depend on wine or any other fermented liquor, what you're depending on is the drink to bring you peace. That's what I said. Take your time with that. I'm asking a question. Have you answered it? If you're depending on it, like I had to explain to someone, to get you to the place of peace because you're so impatient, because everyone's on your nerves, because you're so frustrated, drinking liquor is your solvent? Well, my solvent is still the Lord. Too many people tell me, my favorite scripture, oh yeah, Lorraine, yeah, uh, Psalm 23. What's the first verse is what I say to them. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Really? That's your favorite verse, huh? See, those are the same people that come to me with all their ailments, problems, woes, and they want a solution. I said, there's your solution right there in your favorite verse. Take some time with it. Listen to it. My beloved and favorite, one of my all-time favorites, after Dr. Billy Graham, I've lost my Dr. Charles Stanley. I tell you the truth. If I didn't learn anything else from that man, I learned the power of prayer. And the power of patience. His preaching in his younger years, it was a little more fervent, sure. And as he aged, he became a little more, we'll call it laid back, even sitting in the chair when he was 85. But my lesson daily that I learned from Dr. Charles Stanley is this. Pray. Did you pray? Why don't you pray about that? How about instead of having an attitude, being upset, try prayer. Prayer will lead you to Forgiveness. Prayer will lead you to mercy. Prayer will lead you to humility. Most of us have issues with impatience because we don't have humility. Say it, be honest, tell on yourself. Tell me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You know the email address. Say, Lorraine, I haven't been patient. You don't even have to put your name. Sometimes we just need to confess the fault to someone we're too embarrassed to tell our friends or family tell me connect at lorrainecarroll.com send me the email say yeah i've been impatient yeah i've been impatient i'm frustrated i'm annoyed i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah i take a drink and yeah i've been drunk from the drink okay shoot me no 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 i have mercy on you first of all that's the first thing i have to do because i'm that christian i get it I'm not condemning you. I'm not here to put you down. There's no condemnation in Christ. That's the scripture I rely on. Are you in Christ? What does that mean? Are you a good little Christian? You know my definition of that. My mom stereotyped me a good little Christian. 
all of my life. And it wasn't until I became a full-grown adult, seasoned in everything, that I understood what she was saying to me. Everybody can be a Christian, but everybody isn't necessarily good at it. Thanks, Mom. I get it. So if you're weak in crisis, Proverbs 17, 17, you can look it up. I'm not making this up. You're just weak. So what do you do, Lorraine? Well, go back to what I said. Find your favorite scripture. It doesn't have to be Psalm 23 and 1. It could be any scripture you choose. Make it your favorite. I don't really have one. Get one. That's the problem. Start with the Bible. It is your light and it is your source. And here's the thing. God is your resource. So he has provided the source. The source is the Bible. When's the last time you read the Bible? That's my last tribute today to Dr. Charles Stanley. And that's Frazier for the middle name. If you don't know what the F is for. Yeah, Frazier. So if you study that Bible every day, studying the Bible just means read a verse and think about it. See, we make studying the Bible like it's some collegiate course that we have to spend three hours with. Uh, No, I tell everybody just like he taught me when I was a young woman in my 20s. Pick up a proverb. Did you hear that? I know the book is called the book of Proverbs with the S. I know what it says. Just take that S off of revelation that you put on it at the end of the Bible. Yeah. If you're still putting an S on the book of revelation, go back and look at your Bible and then get back to me. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So in the meantime, pick one proverb. And like I tell young women that are aspiring yet struggling, just pick one. It doesn't matter. I send them to Proverbs chapter 15 and I tell them pick one because from 15, at least through 20, they're going to get something that will shake them up. I said, just peruse the Proverbs. And then when you find one that makes you go, oh, wow, that's the one. And stop right there. Write it out. Or these days, the young people just put it in their phones. Use it as a pop up reminder on your calendar, take advantage of all this technology for your Christianity's sake. Take advantage of it. Yes, you be the master of the technology. It doesn't master you. So create pop-ups, reminders, put an alarm on, read your Proverbs, put the actual Proverbs, copy it, put it in, type it in and save it. Let it pop up on your calendar every day. Oh yeah, I got to read my scripture. That's where you start. It's not that hard. So if you're impatient, Am I calling you weak? Yes, 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 because we have options. And even if you're an agnostic, an atheist, you have options. I was driving on the road to the store. Respectfully, let me explain this situation. I was at a stoplight, very small street in Point Loma. I saw a man who had gotten out of his car. He had what looked like a yoga mat to me cut in half. And I said, is he a Muslim man bowing down for his sunset prayer? Hmm. And I was convicted as a good little Christian. I said, wow, this man is that dedicated to his beliefs in his faith. And in that moment, not only was I convicted, but I was inspired. I was convicted that if he's willing to make that level of a sacrifice to stop, pull over, 
to respect his values and his faith, what more can I do? What more should I do? What more am I to do? I'm the Christian here. And look, I believe Christians rule the world. That's what I believe. You want to challenge it? Get in your Bible and then get back to me. ConnectDelaraineCarroll.com. I am here for it because I don't argue. I will debate. But remember, arguing is a step above a debate. I will cordially debate. And then I'll just leave you with the Bible. And my expectation is get back to me when you can refute what I just said in Proverbs 17, 17. What's that? I told you if you're weak in a crisis, you're just weak. So if you're sitting in traffic, that's your crisis in that moment. If you're weak, tell the Lord I'm, I'm, I'm not doing well right here. He's the best one to talk to because he will provide you not only with solutions, but a resolution. I told you the Bible has the solutions, but if you don't know what the Bible says, agnostic, atheist, person not familiar with the Bible, person that doesn't read their Bible, but you go to church. Yeah, all of those check boxes. Yeah, he will still provide you a solution. So what's the solution? Read the Bible. At least a proverb one. Yes. Just read one every day. And then, well, Dr. Stanley would tell you if the proverbs are a little too deep and complicated, fine. Then go over to Psalms. But whatever you do every day, every Christian at least should read one verse, bare minimum, and think about the Lord. That's called meditation. And that's what I saw that man doing. Because in what appeared to be his religion, that was a form of prayer and meditation. I'm telling you, I saw his car. He had the hazard lights on. He stopped and dropped. And I said, wow, I like the concept mentally. I'm going to do more stopping and dropping in my spirit meaning in my heart, my mind, my soul, and I'm going to let a lot of things go that I've been holding on to when I provide care. Because now my attitude is, forgive me, Lord. I didn't bring you into this. Can you help me out? I'm having a moment. I'm in a crisis. I do feel weak. And then it's okay. Why? Because Jesus came to bear my burdens. Aha, you thought I left the Lord out. No, I didn't. Remember, that's a proverb. It's in the Old Testament. But Jesus hadn't come to die for our sins yet. And now with that bloodshed, I get what? Not only the remission of sin, but I get coverage. I tell people Jesus is the best insurance plan you can have in this life. So many benefits, so much coverage. So then the Lord who bears my burdens, yeah, I can say, hey, hey, can you do something about this? And I can actually walk away in some instances. I can actually ignore that phone call. I can actually put my mind on the Lord, and then I don't hear that dog barking radically in that moment. And then I'm not stressed. Then I'm not pressed. Then I'm not annoyed. And then I'm not angry. Then I'm not mean. Are you seeing the Bible math there? Read your scripture today. Start today. It's easy as reading a proverb like 17 and 17. Yes, it's that simple. Take it one day at a time and take your deep breath. Because remember, if you pray for patience, you're going to get some situations that are going to do what? What James taught us. Yeah, in the book of James. Read it. It's a short little book. Just what? Five chapters. If you just read it, you'll find out that the trying of your faith will help you to become patient. 
And then once you've done that enough, it's called experience. I call that wisdom as well. Patience then shows you how to deal with other situations because you're getting better, stronger, and now you have some hope. Ooh, I can do this. You know what? I survived the last two crises. I can, I can get through this. Ooh, and if you feel in that moment you can't, that's when you say, hey, Lord, what am I supposed to do right here? So many of us are codependent on ourselves, and we're going to be talking about that on carrying the burden. If you're a caregiver, a husband, a wife, a son, daughter, you don't have to just take care of an older person. You don't have to just take care of somebody unto, let's call it unto hospice for now. I've been dealing with that with three people in my life this year unto hospice, and some have already passed away. So what you have to remember is one day at a time, because here's where you get in the Old Testament. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Stop right there. In what? The it pronoun the day. Yeah. So Hey, Saturday, I'm just going to be right here. I'm not going to be caught up into Sunday. I'm just going to stay right here in today, Saturday. I don't know if they're going to die. Look, they're alive right here right now. They might not even be able to talk, but right now they're alive. I'm going to stay with them right now today. I'm not going to get caught up in tomorrow because Jesus told me also in Matthew 6 at verse 34, that very last one, In chapter 6 of Matthew, yeah, consider the day. See, he had given us how to pray, how to do it, the Lord's Prayer, all that good stuff. Do we do it? Uh, Most times, no. But it's okay. You can start today. Start with the Lord's Prayer. And I always tell everybody, fill in the blanks. The Lord's, that whole prayer, just read it again in the Bible. Then take your time and fill in the blanks. By the time you get to that last verse at 34 in Matthew 6, you'll get it. Consider the day. Then you can have a little more patience today. I hope that makes sense for you. If it doesn't keep coming back every Saturday, every Saturday, right here on K-Praise, KPRZ, 1210 AM, right here in San Diego. If you're podcasting, any of these great podcasting stations will carry this show under Carrying, that's C-A-R-I-N-G. Someone said, is that like carrying your bag? Uh, Yeah, because a lot of us have a lot of stuff in our bags, like me. I keep everything in my bag, tissue, pins. Yeah, what do you keep in your purse or bag? It could be a backpack. If you're carrying it, sometimes it gets a little heavy. Whatever it takes. Get back to caring every day right here, listening to Caring the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll. Right here on KPRZ, 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.